Welcome back to another Fact Podcast. This is Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And this isn't a podcast today, will not be so much on chiropractic or healthcare, but I'm going to share some insights that a few coaches of mine in the past have given me. And some of those insights are pretty unique. I've always had coaches in my life, football coaches, powerlifting coaches, and I've used life coaches. Life coaches are not psychologists or psychiatrists or counselors. They're more people that help you stay in line with your goals, your vision for your life, and sometimes, quite frankly, you know, people that can grab you around the scruff of the neck and shake you a little bit and uh, not get sued for malpractice because, you know, there is no practice of life coaching. It's really hard to find a good life coach, you know, like a Tony Robbins or Ugg Mandino or other, uh, or other life coaches or motivational speakers. You hear these names all the time, and a lot of people poo-poo them because sometimes, you know, a lot of people just don't want to have sunshine blown up their skirt all the time. Their life is horrible. This is horrible. But the good thing about having someone at least positive in your life like that is they can give you some considerations, can give you some talks. And um, one of mine, Terry Allen, um, 20, 25 years ago, um, had given me some ideas that have been massaged and changed over the years. But I like things that are very simple. You know, the keep it simple, stupid principle. Um, the more the more simple it is and simplistic, the easier it is to remember and actually act on it. You can make it complicated later, but you have to have a good foundation. And I remember, you know, putting together years ago and with the help of coaches and other people, you know, the uh, seven considerations of considerable importance. Now, that sounds like a lot of gobbledygook, but it really is simple. And so we'll just start with the first one. The first consideration is consider your imagination. Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? Where is your future? The secret is to develop a magnificent obsession. Yes, obsession. I've seen some powerlifting t-shirts that used to say obsession on it. And I actually had one. And you want to be obsessed with success. If you want to squat 800 pounds, it's got to be an obsession. If you want to be the best mechanic in town or carpenter, it's got to be obsession. You can't get up in the morning and think, oh, what's going to happen to me today? You have to understand that you are the major key to your better future. If it's going to be, it's up to you. The next consideration is consider your goals. What are your dreams, your vision? What's your mission in life? It's amazing that if I walked up to people in the gym or in the mall and you ask, hey, what's your mission in life? A lot of them be clueless. And I, I don't mean, oh, paying the bills, you know, or taking care of my kids. That's world too general. What is your mission? What gets you out of bed in the morning? It's something to think about. And the secret is whatever you move towards is moving to you towards you at the same speed. Let me say that again. Whatever you are moving towards is moving towards you at the same speed. 
I can always have more tomorrow if I'm willing to become more and learn more today. So by having a goal in mind and chipping away at it, taking one step at a time toward that. So if you're setting your goals, whether that's in business or in life or in your marriage, realize that if you start taking steps toward them, they act, the goal actually gets closer to you. It's just not a one-way journey. It's two items coming together. The next thing would be, the third thing is to consider your knowledge. You want to learn from other people, learn from yourself, follow the examples of successful people. The secret is that all good knowledge must be pursued. It's not free. It's not given to you. You may have to get your butt off your chair and go to the library or take a class. Yeah, find the library. Get off the internet. There's actually books out there. Go to Half Price Books and find books on the subject. Learn. Become an expert at whatever you want. And again, I'm not poo-pooing the internet or Wikipedia or all that, but there's something to the physical kinesthetic action of making a plan for learning and making a plan for study. There's for us chiropractors, we can be on PubMed. It's a federal site for publications of research articles that is free to access. And so there is something positive about the internet, but getting and making a plan, your education should not have stopped with high school or even college. And I'm not talking about continuing ed where you sit in the back and you read a newspaper and fall asleep. Make a plan to continue to have that knowledge. If your interest is World War II and you're an electrician, you can take World War II classes. You can read World War II books. You know, So continue your acquisition of knowledge. And no matter what your goals or your mission or your profession is, continuing to use your brain will make you a better person, successful in other areas of life. The next thing to consider is your personal skills. You get what you tolerate. You have to demand out of yourself more than anyone could possibly think of. The secret is don't settle for less than you can become. The thought really should be what you use and you improve, you never lose. So if you increase your skills as a chiropractor, you increase your skills as a power lifter, you increase your skills as a mom, as a dad, as a gardener, if you increase your skills as a cook, as a parent, whatever you want to increase your skills at, that never goes away. The fifth consideration is consider the people you associate with. Who do you hang around? The secret should be never to underestimate the value of people. Now, that's a positive value and negative po- value. We have four teenage daughters that live at home, and they're learning right now that who they hang around influences them, even unconsciously. There's a reason for this. It's a neurological reason. 10 to 20% of our neurons, 10 to 20% of your brain in a mammal is set up as mirror neurons, mirror like mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? That mirror neuron system allows us to watch an activity and duplicate it. 
that's when one person yawns, our mirror neuron kicks in and our mirror neuron system kicks in and we all start yawning. Okay. When someone smiles, we smile back. That's the mirror neuron system. Well, if someone is cheating or being a jerk, we become a cheater and a jerk too. But if someone's successful and pushes themselves, we try to push ourselves too. So you should try to find out, you know, and hang out with those that push you. You never want to be the strongest person in the gym. You never want to be the fastest runner you run with. You never want to be the smartest person in the room. Because guess what? Then you become less smart. You become less strong, less fast. Because there's no one pushing you. Even neurologically, it's all unconscious. So consider the people you're around. You become who you associate with most of the time. So don't underestimate the power of unconscious influence of those you hang around. The sixth consideration of considerable importance is consider your lifestyle. How do you want to live? How do you want to understand your purpose? And your what do you pursue? Do you become solution-oriented most of the time? Or do you get upset and focus on the problem and regurgitate it? How long do you want to live and how do you want to live? The secret is to learn to be happy with what you got while you have it, while you pursue more and better things. That's a lot of gobbledygook that basically means how you live is important. I had uh, some friends who taught me the value of going to art galleries a long time ago when I was in high school. And we came from a rough area of Baltimore. And, uh, you know, he would, we'd get into a, a bus and we were teenagers, about 14, 15, just coming back from the gym. And we'd take the bus to Walter's Art Gallery in Baltimore. And we would run around there and look at the suits of armor and the painting. And, you know, we were hanging out with a guy who was bigger than us and stronger. But we would ask him, like, why are we doing this? And he goes, because I'm poor. But I'm not poor when I'm here. If I understand this painting or if I can regurgitate what this statue means that means i'm stronger and better and more successful than the person out there driving around in the mercedes-benz or the lexus i am better and my lifestyle is better for having this knowledge and of course you know we were students we get in for a few bucks and a buck on the bus to get there and we would have a million dollar experience so it was the lifestyle you don't need a lot of money or finances to have a more refined lifestyle. That's a choice. What's your thinking? What's your level of thinking? Um, an esoteric, energetic work, they call it vibration. What are you vibrating with? Who do you hang out with? You know, when we go to a powerlifting meet, I try to learn something from the top lifters there. I want to leave with one tip. One idea that's going to help me in training or my uh, powerlifting team. And I, almost every time, every time I go to a lifting meet, pick something up. When I go to a chiropractic seminar, I want to pick up one thing that's going to help my patients in practice. And that's it. But it's, it's that ex expectation. It's that vibration, that lifestyle, understanding more and not settling for less. The next consideration 
of considerable importance that can lead to success is consider your contribution to life. The secret in life is to become more valuable, valuable to other people, valuable to yourself, valuable to your family. And I'm not talking monetary. I remember when um, back in the 1980s, Herschel Walker um, was one of the first million-dollar athletes. I want to say it's 1982 or 83. Someone will correct me on that. They'll send me an email. And he chose to go with the USFL. It was a competitor to the NFL. And back in the days before the big contracts and the big um, TV deals, you know, a million dollars was amazing for one year for a player. And I remember everyone arguing that, you know, he wasn't worth it. No one is worth a million dollars. And, of course, he, he led his team and run it rushing and rushed for over a 1,000 yards and led them to the playoffs and, you know, had 15, 20 touchdowns. I mean, amazing stuff for running back. But, and he, you know, he was, he was the superstar. Now we would laugh because special teams people get a million dollars. But back then, that was a big deal in the 1980s. And I remember someone asking me, Fred, what do you think? And I'm like, well, I bet you Herschel Walker thinks he's worth a million dollars. And he acts like it. And I don't mean cocky arrogance. I mean like a confidence that he knows. A lot of people um, say negative things about Arnold Schwarzenegger's confidence. But if you watch a lot of his movies and if you watch a lot of his interviews and words... He just walked around with the expectation that he was the best and he was contributing and he would work with his training partners and tell them what was going on. And it was that attitude to how he acted in life. So what is your contribution? It's difficult to attract what you refuse to become. If you, if you want to become an invaluable person, what does that look like? How do you do that? And I'm not just talking how much you give to church or you give to your neighbors or you give to your training partners. It's like, what, what happens to you when you walk out the door? So to summarize, you want to consider your imagination. How big do you think? Consider your goals. Are you walking towards your dreams and your visions? Consider your knowledge. What do you need to learn to fill in the gaps to get to your goals? Consider your personal skills. Make yourself better at what you already know and learn some new things. Consider your association with people. Who do you hang around? Hang around people that force you to be better at whatever you're interested in. A better parent, a better accountant, a better athlete, a better person in general. Consider your lifestyle. What kind of attitude do you carry around? Do you wear the cleanest clothes you possibly can? Is your bed being made? Are you hanging out and doing those things that uplift you? You know, go to the library, go to the museum, go to the park, live your life as if you have already have your goals met. And finally, consider your contribution in life. Are you giving? When you walk in, are you helping people? Are you coaching people? 
So I hope these seven considerations of considerable importance that came from several of my coaches, including Terry Allen, Og Mandino, Tony Robbins, and a few others will help you reach your goals and reach whatever level of success you choose. This has been another Fact Podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it.